0: Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 736, for Saturday, November 27th, 2021. This is the BGG Pageviews edition. Down 1 to 20, Nemesis, by Adam Kopinski, published by Awaken Realms and Rebel, with 12,947 views. That's a decline of... 1643 or 11% it's also about 1300 fewer than last week's number 20 but it only loses one position that's an indicator that in general the page view totals are down and in general uh lo- that that helps longer running games and longer running games have a little bit of a move up i never quite understand why that happens i when it gets toward the end of the year, I always wonder if there are some end-of-the-year lists somewhere, or people may be just coming to BoardGameGeek looking around at the top-ranked games or the hot games. I don't have an explanation, but we're going to see it. Back down 4 to 19, where it was two weeks ago, Boon Lake by Alexander Feaster, published by Capstone Games, with 13,412 465 more than Nemesis, a decline of 16%. Up 4 to 18, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with 14,293, 881 more than Boon Lake, a gain of almost 8%. Up 1 to 17, Root, by Cole Wehrle, published by Leader Games, with fourteen thousand three hundred forty-three fifty, more than Brass, and a decline of 3%, but it moves up one spot. Re-entering at number 16, The Witcher, Old World, by Lukas Wozniak, published by Go On Board and CD Project Red, with 15,326, almost 1,000 more than Root. Up 1 to 15, Wingspan, by Elizabeth Hargrave, published by Stonemaier Games, with 16,738, 1,400 more than The Witcher, and a gain of 8%. See, Wingspan up 8%, Brass up 8%. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Entering at number 14, Zapotec, by Fabio Lopiano, published by Board and Dice, with 16,824, 86 more than Wingspan. Down 1 to 13, Unfathomable, by Corey Kaneska and Tony Fanchi, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 17,126, 302 more than Zapotec, a decline of 6%. Up 5 to 12, Everdell, by James A. Wilson, published by Starling Games, with 17,251, 125 more than Unfathomable, a gain of 14%. Up 2 to 11, Cascadia, by Randy Flynn, published by FlatOut Games, with 17,454, 203 more than Everdell, a gain of 6%. Well, only two new entries in the top 10 this week. Falling out are from 4 to 31, Weather Machine, and from 1 to 23, Hegemony. This marks the 55th time a number 1 has missed the top 10 the following week. The last time was just a couple weeks ago, with Dune, a game of conquest and diplomacy. The first of our two new entries returns after just two weeks away, at number 10, Marvel Champions, by Michael Boggs, Nate French, and Caleb Grace, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 17,976. 522 more than Cascadia, a decline of 3.5%. So this is one of the long-running games that didn't add views, but it still went up a spot. It was number 11 last week. And the higher of our two new entries is at number 9, Returning after seven weeks away and charting for, the third time, Furnace, by Ivan Lashin, published by Hobby World and Arcane Wonders, with 18,059, 83, more than Marvel Champions, and more than triple what it had last week. Furnace is a medium-weight engine-building Eurogame with an auction mechanism, themed around 19th-century industries. Although I don't see anything in the forums that would suggest a reason for going from like 5,500 views to 18,000 week over week. The gap from Furnace at number 9 down to, let's say, Wingspan at number 15 is only about 1,300 views. That's about the same gap between number 9 and number 8. Repeating there for the second week in a row, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with 19,432. That's a slight gain of less than 1%, but it is a gain. And leapfrogging Terraforming Mars, climbing 2 to 7, Gloomhaven, with by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalafair Games, with 19,499. 67 more than Terraforming Mars, and a 2% increase. This is the 230th week in the top 10 for Gloomhaven. It is the first game to reach that milestone. Number 7 is also the highest position Gloomhaven has seen since February 6th, almost 10 months ago, when it was also number 7. Interestingly enough, that was its 220th week in the top 10. Repeating at number 6... Arkham Horror, the card game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 22,481, almost 3,000 more than Gloomhaven, and a gain of 4%. Repeating at number 5, Lost Ruins of Arnak, by Min and Elwin, published by Czech Games Edition, with 22,585, 104 more than Arkham Horror, and a gain of 1.4%. In its second week on the chart, falling back two spots to four, Brian Boru by Per Sylvester, published by Osprey Games, with 24,091. 1,500 more than Lost Ruins of Arnak, and a decline of 38% vaulting up seven spots from 10 to 3, Spirit Island by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with 24,540, 449 more than Brian Boru, a gain of 30%. The reason for this spike is that Spirit Island was the 2021 People's Choice Top 200 Solo Games winner So I guess the top one solo game. This number three is the highest position that Spirit Island has seen since mid-August of last year. uh, About a year and, what is that, three months ago when it was number three for back-to-back weeks. Last week's number three moves up a spot to number two, Dune Imperium, by Paul Denon, published by Direwolf, with 38,000 307, almost 14,000 more than Spirit Island, which is uh, much larger than the gap from 3 to 20, which gap was only less than 12,000. And that is a 5% gain for Dune as it spends its 5th week, a 5th consecutive week, in the top 3. But that was not quite enough to overhaul the number 1 position, launching from number 7, Up into the top spot, Hero Quest, by Stephen Baker, published by Avalon Hill Games, with 41,458, 3,100 more than Dune, and more than double what it had last week in that number 7 position. This is the third week at number 1 for Hero Quest. Its first week at number 1 was way back way back in December of 2013, almost exactly eight years ago, when there was a Kickstarter campaign for its 25th anniversary that eventually was canceled because it ran into some kind of legal trouble. It hit its number one for the second time All a little over a year ago, on October 3rd of 2020, when it was relaunched. I don't know if relaunched is the right word, but Uh, Hasbro, which owns the Avalon Hill imprint, launched it on its crowdfunding website, Hasbro Pulse, where it raised well over $3.5 million. Well, now it's arriving to backers, and so here we are, back at number one for the third time. For Saturday, November 27th, 2021.